This is episode three of Road to the Show podcast with today's guest having decades of experience pushing the limits of visual performance with amateur and professional athletes alike. In this episode, Ryan will discuss why it's so important to focus a large part of your in and off-season training on your vision. We are constantly training our bodies, our minds, but what about our eyes and our vision? Where it all begins. Ryan will be sharing so much great information that is mind-blowing and will help take your performance on the field to the next level. What's going on? I'm your host, Danny Perales, former pro ball player turned coach, entrepreneur, and I'm here to provide all the tools and resources I can to help you reach your potential. Each episode, I'll have players and coaches from the highest levels in the game to give you the best information, advice, insight, and tips to help you reach your goals in this great game of baseball. I appreciate you tuning in today. Now let's get the show started. Ryan, thank you for joining us today and uh, really excited about it. I think there's a lot of uh, value bombs that you're going to uh, be able to uh, drop and kind of shed light on uh, with uh, all our listeners. So thank you. Well, appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. First off, why don't we just get started with kind of giving um, listeners and our audience kind of a little background on Slow the Game Down on um, your company and, and what exactly you guys are doing for, uh, for the athletes and for ballplayers. Well, we started, um, I've been doing this personally for about 20 years. Uh, my degree is in exercise physiology, um, played baseball, football, soccer growing up, uh, played football in college. And my father, uh, Dr. Bill Harrison, started in 1971 working with Kansas City Royals on uh, visual performance skills. And so 20 years ago, he asked me to help him and uh, took my degree of exercise physiology and started working with him and growing the business into helping athletes, a lot of baseball, uh, softball, uh, but even hockey, football, golf, tennis, you name the sport, we we look at the, the visual capabilities of an athlete and figure out how we can enhance them to perform at a higher level. That's awesome. That's good. Good little breakdown right there. Um, and you know, it's nice to kind of get a history, um, on, um, uh, whether it's a person or a business company and exactly what they're doing and kind of get that uh, background, which is nice. Now for a lot of people, like we just spoke, uh, before we went on, uh, on air, um, about what exactly vision training is. And, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of players, um, and families and parents, coaches might, uh, have some misconceptions. So maybe if you just briefly just define exactly what it, be. I mean, it might sound so obvious, oh, it's just training, you know, seeing something, but maybe you can kind of um, dig a little deeper into defining exactly what it is. Well, you know, like you said, it seems obvious, but it really is not that obvious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the sports that people play, uh, there's a visual demand and how we can enhance that visual demand really depends on a lot of factors. So vision training, kind of the history of it, uh, is really comes from vision therapy. And I always tell people, think about it like spraining your ankle. You go to a physical therapist to be able to walk again, but then you kind of go to a trainer to be able to sprint and run at a higher level. So what vision training is, and sometimes the word's misconstrued by people, or visual performance training, or however you want to word it, is basically taking an average visual skills and and taking them to a higher level. Now, it, it can handle a lot of different things. It could be from, uh, you know, better contacts and clarity uh, situation. But more than that, it's, it's usually about the skills of how the eyes function, how the, 
the tracking muscles work, the depth perception, speed of recognition, speed of processing skills. And then thirdly is, you know, we talk a lot about tactics of how to use your eyes. So people talk about, you know, and, and you and I talked about this a long time ago, but when you were at your best, man, the ball looked like a beach ball and it yeah. slowed down. Uh-huh. And, and knowing how to get back there and do that more, more efficiently is really the basis of what we try to do when we, we talk about visual performance training. Yeah, and I, and I like exactly what you said about like when, you know, as ball players, when we're at our best, you know, everything, you know, it looks like a beach ball. It slows down. Now, what about players? Um, maybe you can kind of create a connection there. Like when players, let's let's say they're not doing some type of visual performance training, um, and like all ball players, um, you know, um, experience through a season, they're the highs and the lows where they're in the zone. We call you know in the zone, and, and everything just looks big and just slows down. Um, what exactly is that? Like you just talked about how everything just slows down, looks a lot bigger. Like what is our, what are, what are our eyes doing? Like, how is that actually uh, working? Because I mean, this is completely out of my realm. This is up your, you know, up your alley and your expertise, you know? So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a phenomena that happens that most athletes experience in some ways. And what I always tell people is when they're at their best, they're highly visual, they're not thinking and they're not feeling. And when they're struggling, they're feeling too much, they're thinking, and they don't see things very well. So getting into that and why people fall into it, sometimes it's just by luck that their eyes got in the right place at the right time. They happen to be in a relaxed state, um, and uh, they just see things really well. Now, kind of give you some physiological behind it there in the eye there's really a small area of clarity we all think we see really well but there's about a two degree of vision that goes to the fovea it's a small area that's where we see things the sharpest we see things look big things slow down so it's really a high definition vision and so there are times that some guys fall into it by accident but we want them to learn how to do it and get there more consistently. Absolutely. That's really cool. I, li- I like hearing the physiological aspects and just kind of the breakdown of how all that works now. Um, and I appreciate that. Now, so what, what sparked the creation of, uh, let's just say, slow the game down by your father, Bill, back in the 70s with the Royals and, in, in, you know, vision training for, uh, for baseball players? Obviously, you know, see the ball, hit the ball, like we've always said. But um, kind of what, what, what was the spark that created that? Do you know? I think, uh, you know, his story is basically he was a pitcher, uh, uh, pitched at Cal, uh, you know, was a good youth player. In fact, I just saw his college coach or his high school coach recently, and he talks nice. about how great he, great he was. Yeah, this is cool. uh, Bob, Bennett. <laughs> Bob Bennett, who was at Fresno State, who was his high school coach. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, so he um, – you know, he just had the thought process of, you know, what makes hitters great? Why do they, some guys see the ball? And so he went to optometry school, uh, hurt his arm, so he went to optometry school and um, just kind of got really interested in training kids and learning and then learning how it applied to baseball. And um, in that 1971 era, he uh, somehow, for some reason, contacted the owner of the Royals. And the Royals kind of said, uh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they talked on the phone for like an hour and, and he goes, you know what? I think there's something here. Ewing Kaufman was the owner at the time. And so he worked with a couple players, uh, and met some people. And then, uh, one of the first group of guys was George Brett. Oh, no um, way. Wow. Uh, so I, I have pictures back in 1971, them working on stuff. And, That's um, that kind of, that kind of drove the business, uh, 
the success and you know it's funny uh, george was a guy who really stuck to something that made sense to him but a lot of this stuff made sense and um so that's where it started and then and then in 1974 um so at that time he was working with the royals baseball academy which was way ahead of its time but in 74 he spoke at the american baseball coaches association in san mm-hmm. francisco and um in fact, I saw a few people. I was just at the ABCA. The one in Dallas? And they said, yeah, the one in Dallas. Nice. And a couple, couple of the older guys who, you know, know who I am and know him, they said, man, when your dad spoke in 74, we were just like in awe of all this stuff. I'm sure. So, so it was new at the time. Yeah. Uh, it was groundbreaking. And then, um, so a lot of the college coaches back then, including um, the, the late, great uh, John Scalinas from Cal Poly Pomona, mm-hmm. um, took it to the bank and uh, so they had a lot of success and it's just over the years we've had our growth working with teams um you know from as you know the blue jays when i, when I met you but the phillies yeah. the the reds uh the nationals the the giants the dodgers the angels uh the, the rays i mean many many teams over the years uh we, we've done some of the stuff as well as college programs yeah, you know, it's and like you said, it's uh, the game is constantly evolving and changing, and you know, with everything nowadays broken down into a science, you know, it's uh, finally caught up to where you know organizations, players, coaches are, are starting to realize, you know, how important uh, you know this visual performance training is. So that's really cool. Um, now, what, in your opinion, you know, you've been doing this a long time, and in your opinion, what makes vision? Um, you know, visual performance, vision training, different than any other type of training that players are doing. You know, nowadays everyone's so focused on, you know, strength training, um, you know, strengthening their arm, uh, you know, uh, nutrition, diet, things like that. Um, and just in, as a collective, um, what, what makes vision training a little bit different than those? Well, that's an interesting question um, because – it's different, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it's different. There's not as much work and, and str- sweat equity that needs to be put into, say, strength conditioning. Mm-hmm. But all the but nutrition, um, you know, all the stuff with rest that's going on today, um, you know, strength and conditioning, they all have effect on the eyes and how the brain work. So the eyes want to be relaxed. Um, you want to keep them calm. So it's very similar in in the flexibility of the body. You're trying to get the eyes to be more flexible and be quick and reactive. Now, there's there's different parts of the eye that's, you know, you have your clarity issues, but there's muscles of the eyes um, and how we control that focus. So there's there's some kind of the training is a little bit similar, but the way it's different is, you know, you can be as strong as an ox. And you can sleep as all the you know optimal sleep, and you can eat the right food. But if you don't recognize and react properly, yeah. uh, you know, or predict properly, it doesn't really matter how how good an athlete you are. So it's a combination of all this stuff that works together to make the great athletes. And you know, even look at athletes in the past. You know, you had some uh, <laughs> probably not the most physical specimens out there that were doing some phenomenal activities Mm -hmm. and um so it's 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 the connection that what we talk about is the eyes lead the mind and the body and that's why it's different is the eyes are the first thing yeah and 
you know, that's what, you know, even coming, talking about hitting or, or making a play in the field, you know, it's all about timing, but timing is dictated by how well you see something and how accurately you see something from the beginning to the end. Definitely. Now that, that just brought up another point that I thought about, um, what you just said about, um, players, you know, nowadays, I, I feel like there's a lot more players that, don't have great vision you know they're wearing contacts or they're wearing glasses on the field um some type of oakley with a you know prescription lens um do you in your experience or what you what you feel is are there players that have poor vision but do work on vision training that actually see the ball um, and react better than players that might have great vision you know, is there is there a connection or, or some type of separation there between players good vision, bad vision? Some see better, some see, some some don't see as good. You know, that's a that's a great question. Um, that's probably a very very long answer. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's it's, but, it's very interesting. I really think about it. yeah. Yeah, I mean, here, here's one thing: if someone doesn't have great vision and they know they don't have great vision, they're trying to figure out a way to be better. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and you, you probably know this and probably have plenty of stories. A couple people told me that we're playing in the big leagues and they hear these guys say, man, I'm seeing the spin. I'm seeing the hand on that ball. I'm seeing the grips and, and they're kind of going, Oh, Oh no. I've never seen it. I got to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. So some guys are motivated that don't have the vision to get to a higher level. So yeah, sometimes there's that motivation level, but then there's also the guys that, Hey, they don't know they can't see better. So they don't work at, at it on there. So it's, it's, I always say, if you, how do you know you can't see the ball better? How do you know you can't do it unless we push yourself to those limits? Mm-hmm. Now, the clarity, the clarity issue, um, you know, most guys are corrected to a you know, 2015, 2020, and, and technology uh, from a contact lens and, a, and an eyewear are so much better today than they used to be in the past. So there's probably more vision, some kind of uh, lack of clarity because they're corrected now where they couldn't be corrected back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you guys like, um, you know, Wally Joyner was a guy that had a very high prescription, uh, that wore some contacts and he did LASIK, which isn't for everyone. It wasn't even perfect for him. Um, but, but today the, the lenses that people could wear are phenomenal that they're comfortable. Um, they can wear them for a long time. And so you can get sh- very sharp vision uh, with the latest and greatest lenses yeah. on there. And yeah. on top of it, that you can train train the skills and the tech. Absolutely, just double uh, whammy right there. No, yeah, and like you were saying, the guys with good vision, like you don't know what you don't know, right? You know, you think you're seeing the ball good, but don't realize like, hey, you could be seeing it a lot better with uh, vision training and just working on I- these things that we're talking about. Um, I had a player tell me one time, and I won't name the player. <laughs> no, it's okay. We can we can throw names around here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, he goes, man. I'm seeing the ball well, Ryan. I'm just swinging at bad pitches. And, <laughs> and, and oh, from there, I'm God. like, okay, he doesn't he doesn't get it. No, <laughs> and I don't know if he ever will. <laughs> That's too funny. Oh God, I think I've heard that a few times in my playing days. Oh man. So moving on. Um, wh- how do you how do how are players' performances like? How have they increased um, over the years of you doing this um, through vision training? You know, uh, what, what is what do you think about that? Like, how, how have you seen it kind of evolve with uh, vision training? It, it, as far as the uh, 
like people that I've worked with and how they've developed, you mean? Yeah, you know, a lot of the a lot of the players and organizations that you've traveled around the country working with, you know, over the years and working on the vision performance training, how have you seen their performance um, um, develop or increase um, since then? You know, that's it's it's a um, it's very individual mm-hmm. to to every player and trying to find the right things that that clean their vision up to make them better. Now. You know, what I try to tell people is to look at it in, in this way. Um, a major leaguer is going to get 600 plate appearances, and they're going to get an average of about four pitches per at bat. So they're going to get 2,400 pitches in a season. And, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of pitches when you look at that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some guy at 400, you're looking at 1,600 pitches. But if we went on an average of about 2,000 pitches, they swing at about half of those pitches. And I always ask guys, what percentage of those swings are perfect mechanics? And they all laugh and say probably less than 5% that are perfect mechanics because it's hard to be perfect. And I said, yeah, but you're trying, so let's look at it this other way. Of those 2,000 pitches, how many of those pitches did you see really well? And kind of like what we were talking about is sometimes they don't know what really well means. So we talk about look like, you know, looking like a beach ball, nice and slow. And then on top of that, what if you can train and get to see 10% better, which is 200 pitches better? How good would you be? So that's kind of our goal is trying to get guys to see 10% of those pitches better. And the results on that, uh, you know, it depends on the guy itself. But I have seen so many different things from, um, you know, from players that I worked with when I showed up into town, man, they crushed the ball because they remembered they got away from seeing it like they were capable of it. Um, I've I've had players at that call and say, you know, Ryan, I'm not picking the ball up very well. What can I do? You know, we give them a few tips, give them a couple ideas. And and a few days later they're raking again, like they've seen it, uh, tremendously. So, you know, um, there was a player, and I'll, I'll even tell you who this is. This is Sean Casey of the Reds, oh, yeah. who's a uh, career 300 hitter. And he used to call and say, you know what? I suck. I'm giving this game up. Um, I, I'm rolling over to second base. You know, and it'd be, Sean, you seen the ball well? Oh, yeah, I'm seeing it great. No, Sean, you've seen it like you're capable of. Yeah, I've probably got away from that. And next thing you know, he hits about four, 400 the next 10 days. <laughs> and then and yeah. someone and someone would sit there in the dugout and say, Hey, my leg is off or my strides off or my elbows off. And then Sean would think about that. And then he would suck again. And then he calls. And so, you know, that's, that's part of it is really trying to keep these guys consistent that have the skills or the abilities and the reminder. And as you know, it's a daily grind and it's a frustrating game and it's easy to question. It's easy to work worry about your mechanics, but you know, Danny, you know, even for you, by the time you, you were in AAA, you knew how to swing the bat. It just happened to be you had to figure out how to be more consistent Absolutely, um, yeah. to get to that next level. Yeah. No, I mean, and you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there with consistency. It's like, you know, it goes for anything um, with performance-wise on the field um, it's, as, as ball players is, is just being as consistent as we can, whether it's mindset, whether it's going back to the things that work for us and not – not letting you know what's between our ears get in the way and start overthinking and and, and, and you know tensing up. So no, that's that's a yeah. lot of good things right there. Like you said. Well, you know, even 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 thinking about this, and, and this is good for the listeners. Is we always tell guys, um, 
we've all taken a book, whether it was school or just to read, and your eyes scan the page and you flip two or three pages and you say, what the heck did I just read? Yeah. And, and it's because you were lost in thought about other stuff. Uh-huh. And, and you weren't visually locked in. Now, your eyes moved, but you didn't take in the visual information. And that's what happens in this daily grind is you're focused on the wrong stuff at times because you're stressed. And learning how to control that and learning to get back on that visual task it's not easy. And so that's what the training comes through is one is getting the eyes to work right. So they work under pressure, they work under stress. You have the skills to do what you're capable of doing and the confidence in that, but then you have to apply it on a, on a daily basis. And it's challenging. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. You, you, you said everything right there. You pretty much summed it up. Um, so yeah, just moving on now. Um, what, what can players, um, you know, even parents that have younger ball players and they're looking to help them out in any way, um, what can they do nowadays at home or on their own to possibly just get started with, um, you know, vision training and kind of working on um, that, that visual performance of, of really slowing it down and, and training their, their eyes? Uh, there, there are a lot of tools out there. Um, without giving too much, I mean, I, I, I don't need you to empty the toolbox here, but I mean, just yeah. some things, you know, um, that you could probably give to our listeners in terms of what they can possibly just start off with, you know, just to get going. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the simple part of it is, and that's what I was going to say is there's all these tools that can do with things, but, but some of the simple things is just creating more visual attention and, when I say that is, it's not just you know someone yelling, "Hey, watch the ball!" or "Good eye!" or you know all those great things we hear, but really, you know, look, aim small, miss small. Really look for detail on the ball and try to slow it down. And you know, this game's about the ball. You can't hit, you can't field, you can't throw without this ball. So get more attentive with your eyes to process that visual information. Definitely. And. And the other part of it, too, is, um, you know, there are a lot of, especially on the younger side, that um, that they do not get their eyes checked. And even to the fact of college programs I work with, we will find probably 30 percent, uh, maybe even 40 percent of the team have a visual clarity issue, whether they're not wearing the right contacts, they're not wearing contacts, really? but they're not prescribed to play baseball. Wow. And, being prescribed to play baseball is very different than being prescribed to drive a car or read a book. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So. Now, like for drills, um, kind of going piggybacking off of like some of the things what players could possibly do on their own or at home, um, maybe like drills, let's say soft toss off the tee in the cages that players can um, probably implement throughout the year um, as part of their um, training regimen. Um, would you say like, just picking up spin on the ball, uh, maybe putting a dot on the ball and throwing in there or a number and trying to uh, read the number, uh, things like that, that, you know, players could uh, maybe implement in the cage or, or um, you know, in the infield if they're doing some infield drills and working on, um, you know, tracking the ball. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, how to answer that in a, a short <laughs> <laughs> maybe, the, maybe maybe something that you guys um you know you have a player that calls you up or texts you and says hey you know i'm struggling what could i do to kind of get me back in line or or, or whatnot um just some 
couple little uh, nuggets for for the listeners in terms of if give them some direction to what they could maybe do in the in, in the cage or or on the field to just kind of get it going. I think that, yeah, there's a couple things. I mean, one is uh, I may ask them uh, what part of the ball are you looking at. And most guys say, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, I'm just looking at the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, look at a part of the ball, you know, uh, put a plus sign on it. Look at different parts. Uh, as an infielder, you might want to look at the bottom third of the ball uh, to stay down on the ball a little bit longer. Uh, as a hitter, uh, if you're popping balls up, you may want to look, and I'm not saying hit, but you may want to look at the top half of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're putting the ball on the ground, you might want to look at the bottom part of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um change your aim more than change your swing yeah um that's experience right there that's that's experience you to talk someone someone that knows the game's talking right now <laughs> yeah Definitely. yeah you know because everyone wants to change their mechanics but yeah. a lot of times it's just changing their focal points and then the other thing i would say is quality over quantity and when I say that, it's really about understanding, not taking a thousand pitches or, you know, soft toss, whatever it is, is give yourself a good quality of how well you see the ball. And you can put a scale on it, one to five, one to 10, 10 being great. Um, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, uh, <laughs> Rajay Davis. Yeah, I played uh, with him. Old teammate. Yeah. <laughs> good dude. We were, we were talking about quality. Uh, you know, give me a number of how well you see the ball at contact. And he was out here working in the off season, uh, hadn't swung a bat and he's hitting balls and he crushes one and looks at me and goes 11 on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> That's perfect. So when, he hit, when he hit that home run against the Yankees, I text him. I said, I think that might've been an 11. <laughs> <laughs> what did <Yep>. he say? <laughs> he goes, yep. <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah. So just, you know, I think just giving that visual attention is, you know, without all the, um, you know, again, we use a lot of tools, um, you know, you know, small balls, balls with some numbers, uh, some depth percent. We, you know, we use all these different kinds of tools, but, but when it comes down to it, it's about performance and mm-hmm. really, you know, fine tuning that focus on the task at hand. Yeah, that's good. Nice. So would you say vision training is only, uh, for older elite players, all ages? What do you recommend? Cause I know you briefly kind of talked about younger players and not getting their vision checked. Um, you know, what, what do you say in your, all your years of doing this? Well, I think there it's, it's valuable to any age. Um, I think it depends on the, the level of training, uh, just probably like any other kind of training. So there's things at an older level we might do a little bit more uh, compared to a younger level. So it really depends on their needs and, and, um, and how we develop those. But, um, you know, back to the, the visual acuity part at the pro level. Yeah, they still need to be checked, but it's probably not as as off as you would find at that lower level. So lower level, we may want to check the acuity a little bit more. And at the higher level or the the high school range, we really want to uh, train the depth perception and the muscles of the eyes to be more efficient. Um, And that takes them to another level. But yeah, it definitely for all ages. They're just different different things for different ages. Just like any typical type of training, like you're saying for sure. Um, and is there a progression um, for the for you know visual performance training for players of, of like let's just say all ages and levels? Um, and I think you might have touched on it a little bit right there. But is there a progression when someone starts 
whether they're young, um, you know, a youth or if they're in high school, college, pro ball, is there, they're just starting. Is there a progression that uh, you guys do um, to get them started and then slowly kind of work up, um, up the ladder? Uh, well, we always evaluate certain mm-hmm. skill sets. So, you know, that'll give us our basis of what we need to work on and where we need to start. Um, that, that gives us a lot of information of how they hit too, um, is how their eyes are functioning. So we'll attack those skill sets and then, um, adapt to what we need to at, you know, I've seen, you know, let's say a high school kid, I've seen some that need a lot of work and some that don't need as much work. So it's just adapting to, to their needs on there. Nice. And, and for vision training, um, is there a time limit? Like how long should, let's just say, uh, like a training session last? Because I know, I know from my experience, Ryan, when I was doing the vision training with you guys, after like 20 minutes, I was exhausted, you know, <laughs> mentally exhausted. My eyes were tired, but it was great. It, I mean, it, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I thought there was um, so many benefits and it really helped me out um, in, in my performance. But uh, is what do you say would be like a typical um, training session in terms of length? Um, I wish I could say something that was typical. Mm-hmm. It's all is it different? <laughs> but, but I, you know, a lot of my sessions that I train people, if if it's an athlete, we spend about an hour of training, but they're they're, but that training is is broken down differently by skill training and tactic training, mm-hmm. uh, and and so some skills. Um, you know, it's a little more taxing on the eyes and taxing on the, on the focus. And then Mm -hmm. there's other skills that are more conceptual and, and trying to, uh, uh, put it together. So, you know, anywhere a half an hour to an hour is usually what we tend to spend with guys. Okay. Nice. Do you, and do you find that these, these players are tired after, uh, after a training session, I, I, I'm I'm curious actually because I know I was, and I know that some of the guys that I was playing with that we were um, when you were coming into town and doing this stuff. They, I mean, we were pretty tired. I, is that is it pretty common? It, it is pretty funny, but uh, it is common. And, and you know, I, I get some uh, some younger guys sometimes that come in. Their dads bring them in, and they have no idea what they're getting into. And by the end, they're like, "Oh man, I'm exhausted." <laughs> yeah, ready for a nap. <laughs> but you know, the best way to look at it is is the same thing in school. You know, when you spend too much time studying, there's a fatigue factor that sets in, so and so it's a and and that's part of it is sustaining that focus. And back on, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about these muscles around the eyes. When you have a lot of stress on those muscles and strain, it's fatiguing. So that's one of our goals is to relax those eye muscles so there's less strain in there uh, so you can sustain the focus a little bit longer. So, you know, good, that, yeah. that early stages of fatigue happens, but that fatigue will, will, uh, will you know, we'll fit, clean that up as we continue the training. Definitely. That's true. Good point right there. So now, kind of moving on, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about what um, what you guys are doing, what you're doing with uh, with the company, and slow the game down um, for players across the country, and, and what exactly it is that uh, you know you guys are you guys have been doing and up to. Yeah, we got some uh, some great stuff coming in 2019. So um, you know, I'm looking forward to some of the things we're doing. We have a new training center we're uh, developing uh, in Irvine. Oh, wow. That will have uh, some great training opportunities, some great tools for, for athletes of all sports, um, from baseball, hockey, football, um, nice. um, 
you know, I, I do do a lot of traveling. Uh, I work with a lot of um, teams as well as individuals in all sports from, you know, back, like I said, those hockey, football, but race car driving, uh, shooting, different, different golf, different tactics that, that you can use the vision. So that. we do have – yeah, so we're going to be doing a lot more this year uh, with some multimedia stuff coming out. Uh, we're going to be doing some uh, more research in the upcoming year with some eye tracking devices. Oh, and, wow, nice. Um, so showing a lot more. So my goal really, I've been doing this long enough that now we're ready to uh, um, to support the world a little bit and develop some uh, certification courses and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you guys. That's really cool. Now, when, when you're traveling the country doing, um, doing the training, is it, uh, mostly with organizations, teams, um, of that matter? Uh, for the most part, yes. Mm. Um, you know, I have a, um, there's definitely, you know, different college baseball, college softball teams that I go out to and mm-hmm. do some clinics across the country. Uh, I have a clinic tomorrow actually here in the West Coast is with, uh, you like this, is D1 softball umpires. No so been, way, really? <laughs> working with the umpires and, wow. and trying to get them to learn how to focus focus a little bit better, uh, understand what they see more efficiently, and cool. um, basically like we talk about, slowing the game down for them. That's awesome. Yeah, like you said, I mean, the vision training, it, it doesn't stop at baseball players. It's it's across the board for, you know, everyone for the most part. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. And you're, you're, you guys, you said that you're um, in the process of uh, opening up a facility in Irvine. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Awesome. Well, great. Well, I'm, if I'm in the area, I'll have to uh, stop by one of these days if you're in town and uh, check it out. Yes. It's going to be a, it should be pretty cool. It should be pretty cutting edge. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so now how, how could people out there, our listeners and, you know, players, parents, coaches, how could, how could they find, um, connect with you, um, and slow the game down? Is there, uh, you know, anything you guys are on social media and website that, uh, you know, our, our listeners could uh, follow and, uh, find more about you guys? Yeah. Our website obviously is slow the game mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Instagram, Twitter, um, I can't say I'm the best at some of that stuff, but we do have, <laughs> you know, some things out there that we post things here and there okay. on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us at, uh, or email me at Ryan at slow the game down.com. That's good. I, and I, you know, honestly, this, you know, coming from someone like myself, that's, that's played at a, a decently high level and, uh, you know, has experienced your training, um, and you, you, the things that you do for the players, um, you know, I definitely recommend it to, um, you know, anyone that's listening, um, all ages, like you said, I, I really think it could benefit, um, you know, anyone, whether they're a baseball player, football player, hockey, you know, um, and maybe even soccer. I don't even know, you know, even though it's not hand eye, yeah. um, you know, I'm sure just goes across the board, but I really think that what you guys are doing is great. And I'm excited for, uh, this big year in 2019, everything that you guys have going on and, um, that you're doing. So I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on board. I really appreciate it. I think you just really added a lot of value to, um, um, to this episode and, and really kind of shed some light on this vision training, which I don't think a lot of people are um, still aware of when, which they need to be. Um, these players want to take their game to the next level. I think, um, they really need to, uh, take a deeper look into working on, um, their eye muscles and their visual performance. And, uh, you know, you're the guy for, uh, for the job and you're the one to go to. So, you know, anyone, uh, anyone out there, I definitely recommend, uh, you know, slow the game down and, uh, you guys. So once again, well, appreciate it, Danny. Yeah. It's, it, it's always fun. Um, 
you know, a, a lot of players that we've been around and, and hearing, you know, sometimes when you're in, in the battle, you don't realize how, what you're doing. And then hearing uh, some great stories from some of the former players are always fun to hear. So sure. um, yeah. appreciate the opportunity to do this. And, you know, we're a piece of the puzzle and, and we enjoy trying to educate people and train people on, on this part of the game and, uh, and try to help athletes get, you know, take another step forward. Definitely, definitely. Well, once again, Ryan, I appreciate you coming on board. Until next time, uh, I'll catch you later and uh, have a good one, brother. Sounds good. Thank you very much. That's it for today's episode, and I really hope you enjoyed this one and found it as valuable as I did. I'd be extremely grateful if you could do me a favor, go over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever platform you prefer, and leave a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Share this with a few friends, teammates, and family that you know could benefit from this show. Take a screenshot, tag me at Dan O'Brandon and share it to your story, letting me know your thoughts of this episode. For more on the game, go follow me on Instagram, YouTube at Paralysis Performance and Twitter at Road to the Show Pod for training tutorials, coaching tips, and much, much more. So until next time, guys, keep pushing forward, stay hungry.